Philip. Nick. This is the last episode of our podcast this season. You know, shame to see it end, but I figured because it's the last step, we got to bring the heat. we got to bring the energy. Can you do that for me? Absolutely. Hit it. You're listening to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins Podcast, your number one destination to break the ice with your favorite players. And now, without further ado, your host of the Penguins Podcast, Nick Hart. Hello, hockey fans. Yes, welcome back to another edition of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins Podcast, our last episode of the 2021-22 season. Oh. Don't be sad that something's over. Just be glad that it happened. And we saved one of the best for last, ladies and gentlemen. We're not mailing it in here at the end. My guest today for this episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast is none other than Penguins forward Philip Hollander. Philip, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to chat with me here. How are, uh, how are things? Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. Uh, things are good. Uh, coming up to two wins here and playing tomorrow again. So, yeah, life is rolling. Life is rolling. Life is grand. I know we had a nice little day off on Sunday to kind of recuperate. Well, I know in the players' case, recuperate. I don't have many muscles to rest or or things like that after two games. But you and I both made the same mistake on our day off. As I was texting you to see if you wanted to come on the podcast, we found out that we both made the same exact error on Easter Sunday, it turned out to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, you were looking to go grocery shopping or hit up some, some stores or something like that and found out everything was closed? Yeah, exactly. I, I forgot that it was Easter. Uh, <laughs> I got my family back in Sweden now, so I'm just alone back home. And, oh, okay. Uh, so I was just watching YouTube and stuff like that and forgot that Easter existed. <laughs> I wanted to go down to Dick uh, Sporting Goods and buy some shirts or something and go to Target and didn't see any cars there. So, yeah, I talked to my dad then and he said it was Easter, so... It was a tough time. When you didn't see any cars, were you thinking like, oh, this is going to be great. There's going to be no lines. I'll just get in and get out. When did you actually realize something was amiss? Actually, it started in the morning. I was supposed to pick up some Chipotle uh, for lunch, and that <laughs> yeah. was close too. And I, I figured it, it's always open on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, that got me going a little bit, but I couldn't figure it out. And then, uh, yeah, later... As you said, I was uh, hoping to have no cars there and like just go in and out and get whatever I want with no no people there. But my dad told me, so that was a bit too late. I made the exact same mistake. I slept in. I had a leisurely morning. And then I was like, oh, there's a couple things I need to pick up. I just needed some things around the house. And instead of just like going to the little like convenience stores that are right around the apartment that I'm at, I decided, yeah, I'll drive to Wegmans. It was the same thing. The parking lot was absolutely barren, and I was like, oh, this is not a good sign. And as soon as I parked, I was like, oh, it's Easter Sunday. This place is closed. It's closed. It's closed. So uh, luckily there was like a Dollar General open where I was, so I was still able to get the things I wanted. But I still wasted all that time. And it was so funny when we were texting each other. You're like, yeah, I found out everything was closed. It's Easter Sunday. I was like, dude, I did the exact same thing. Yeah, we're rookies. We are total rookies. Act like we've been around for a holiday before or something. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I went into my phone and I just, I knew it was closed, but I still needed to check it. and Double check, yeah. yeah. Double check it. But, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was closed. Every store was closed there. So just head back. 20 minutes. It was a 40-minute car ride for nothing. <laughs> for... 
absolutely nothing. Exactly. I'm, I'm sorry you showed up uh, shortchanged here. Hey, we'll uh, we'll breeze through this podcast here. I know we got a lot of ground to cover here, but maybe you can uh, knock out that shopping, head up to Dick's, head up to Target here later today. But I wanted to just kind of. Get your overall thoughts on this season that you've had here with the Wilkes-Barre Granted Penguins because, I mean, I know the old cliche, the tired and true phrase is that the American Hockey League is a developmental league, but uh, watching you develop over the course of this season, it's been uh, truly one of the, the highlights of the year, but it's been, you know, up and down, uh, slow start. We've talked a lot about uh, how you kind of had to adjust at the start of the year, but now where you find yourself today, looking back on this journey that you've had this year what can you say about it yeah uh, it's been a great year uh, i think you you learn a lot both on ice and off ice about like just moving to a different country a uh, different culture everything but uh, yeah as we talked about before the slow start and adjusting to playing over here and i think i thought when i came over that uh, hl wasn't as good as a league as it is yeah it's a really good league it's a lot of talented players here and i good amount of veterans too coming down from playing in NHL for a long time so that was kind of a eye-opener for me like just how good this league is I've heard a lot of things about it before when I played in Sweden that it's kind of like just NHL is good and then it's like everybody else is just going down to to the American Hockey League but yeah. it's a good league and uh, yeah in the start I had some trouble adjusting but kind of figuring out now and it's, it's getting better uh, yeah, it's it's getting better, to say the least. It seems like on a nightly basis here, you're playing like you're shot out of a cannon, leading the team in shots on goal at the end of the night. You had a hat trick for the Penguins earlier this year in Bridgeport. You've been piling up the points here in the last quarter of the season when the games are also important, also crucial for this playoff push that Wilkes-Barre Scranton's on. And you ultimately get rewarded with your very first NHL game. You made your NHL debut at Madison Square Garden, nonetheless, too. I know Pittsburgh didn't walk away with the win that uh, that day, but let's not even talk about what happened between the whistles. What was it like for you to finally earn that first NHL game and in a place like Madison Square Garden nonetheless, too? It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was an amazing place to do it on, too. Like, of course, you want to do it in the PPG at home, but yeah. if you're going to choose one place to do it away, uh, you probably choose the Madison Square it's such an historic and like unique building so it's it was amazing uh, but the day was it's it's a memory you can look back on and like with everything going on we had an off day actually like we played the night before yeah here in Wilkesbury yeah, we here, we played the night before exactly and i actually had a pretty heavy workout with Joyzer afterwards <laughs> pounding my legs and then we it was a rainy day uh, so but we had nothing to do so me Casper and uh, uh, Yusu Ricola, we went out golfing. And, like it was just pouring down rain, but we had nothing else to do. We was just sitting in the carts, and then uh, JD he called me on the ninth hole, like at one maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're gonna. They have some trouble. Like you, you're gonna go back, and like you're gonna go to New York, and uh, yeah, I just drove back to my apartment and. Uh, Packed the suitcase, put the suit on, and uh, went to my pregame meal was from Sheets, the gas station. Yes. Like a wrap. Like, I had no, like... Breakfast of champions right there. Yeah, exactly. That was a pregame meal. I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I had any breakfast either. Like, I got some bars and, like, a bad wrap from, from Sheets, Sheets and, like, uh, some kind of Gatorade or something. And then 
yeah, it was pouring down and it was a lot of traffic coming into New York. So like, I think we got uh, to the tunnel going into to New York, like maybe uh, 5.10 or something. Oh, okay. And, and usually like you come to the rink like 5, like 4.40 or something, like before a game. Yeah. So we were we were a bit late and then we, we were coming into Madison Square maybe 5.20 and then we just... We had some troubles finding the entrance where we were supposed we have to, to go, go in. in. Yeah, so like we were just circling around Madison Square with one-way traffic for like 35 minutes, <laughs> and um, like he was such a nice guy, my driver. But one time he was just looking back at me and saying, "Oh, you're not in a rush, aren't you?" And like I was, it was like 40 minutes until warm-ups for my yeah. first NHL game. You're like tapping game. your foot. Yeah. You're like, no, no rush. Like, I haven't been eating anything, just drinking water, like 40 minutes to warm-ups. Like, what am I going to do? And on top of that, my skate broke the day before, the, at the game the day before. So it was like, I'm coming here with a broken skate, no no pre-game meal. And like, just, but it, it worked out. Uh, I think it was good too. Like, I didn't think too much. I just get in, get in there. Yeah, the boys were... Just saying hello to me, like and then it was straight to warm ups and then out play. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a funny day. That is a whirlwind yeah. of a day. You're at the ninth hole and you find out, nope, you got to go to New York, pack up the clubs, let's go pregame meal at Sheets. What do you mean your skate broke? Like the steel broke or like a rivet broke? No, like, uh, like up top where you tie your stick skates broke. And yeah, uh, I talked to. Uh, rod about it our equipment manager that we're gonna we're gonna fix it he's gonna fix it on our day off and we're good to go but then yeah i mean he didn't have the time because i got called up yeah. and so we got to do kind of an emergency solution there uh in, in madison and yeah it worked out for that game and then i got a new pair of skates so that <laughs> then but, i got a yeah. new pair of skates but that was now yeah, it's funny to look back at it that that is is something else because I know you're one of the uh, you're always an early arriver at the ring too. You're a guy who likes to get to the arena, get settled in, go through your routine and everything. And I'm sure your head just had to be spinning, sitting in that car, going around yeah. like you said, one way traffic exactly. around MSG over yeah. and over again. Oh yeah, yeah. Usually I'm coming like maybe an hour before everybody else comes in. Yeah. Like just fix my skates, uh, fix my clubs and everything. And yeah, but it, it worked out that time. It worked out that time. You were able to get out on the ice. You take the old rookie lap, the the baptism that all players in their first NHL game go through, do it there at MSG, play in your first NHL game. And, I mean, that's always a blast when we get to see uh, to players do that here in Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. I know Casper got that opportunity earlier in the year, scored his first NHL goal at that yep. too. And it's always uh, so exciting to see that happen. It was something that you really had to work hard and uh, earned, quite frankly, yep. earned earned that NHL opportunity. Um, I'm sure there's going to be many more in your future here. But you also spoke about the adjustment that has to go on away from the rink. Yep. That has nothing to do with hockey. And this is something I always like talking to guys from Europe who are coming over for the first time. Let me ask you, let me start with this. What's the most amount of time you had spent in the States before this season? Yeah, on the development camps. And development the, camps. Yeah, so and that? then playing playing world, uh, world juniors in Vancouver we play but i mean that's that's probably 2 weeks max being in the states at one time so not that much time and no. all you're really worried about while you're there is what you got to do on exactly. the ice anyway yeah. there's a lot of time you have to fill in between gaps here after practices between games 
off days, things yeah. like that. And it's just month after month after month. Uh, you said your family's back in Sweden now, so you're by yourself now. Yeah. But there's parts of the season where your wife and your son are here. How has the adjustment to the United States gone for Philip Hollander over all this time? I think it's been good. Uh, it's been, I mean, obviously it's been special. Um, with the family and everything, we had our son born. Uh, it was born late August. So I spent two weeks before I went to training camp. Yeah. And then another eight weeks before they come over. So it was, yeah, it was a lot of time in the start there. It was a tough time with the visa, uh, uh, with the COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything, like, just for them to be able to come over uh wasn't it wasn't a guaranteed like for them to be able to come over even though always my wife and we had our son and so when that was figured out that was a relief and they came over november uh i think so it was but yeah it it was hard in the start but we've been liking it here like yeah. it's we like to be outside so we've just been uh, in parks doing stuff and uh, we left our dog back home uh, oh, so probably next year he's coming with us. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been great. Uh, obviously, like now they're back and you miss them and everything. And I haven't seen my my own family, like my my mom and dad and my my sister and my brother for nine months. But it is what it is. And like I want to be over here and play. And that's that's a price you need to pay. What kind of dog do you have? We have an English Spring Spaniel. He's two years old. Uh, so. He he's a hunting dog, okay, like, like a bird for birds or whatever. But we don't use him for that. But uh, <laughs> he he's only like he. But he loves it though. It's it's really interesting to see. Even though we don't hunt with him and we've never like tried to, he he's still picking up so many stuff when we're out like in the woods and the forest and like just like instinct, yeah, he'll just exactly. grab something and bring it back. No, like not that, but like if he sees a bird or something, he's like just going after it. Oh, okay, like I see what you're saying. Yeah, so he's very interested, even though we haven't even you like, haven't trained him no. to do that. He just knows. Yeah, exactly. Huh. So that, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating. One thing, uh, it's funny just talking to uh, Joel Blomquist, who just came over from Finland. Um, one of the things that Europeans always make the observation of when they come here is that. There are no sidewalks. You can't walk anywhere. If there's somewhere you want to go, you have to make sure you have yeah. a car to drive somewhere. You, yeah. You're already nodding exactly. your head. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about it. I talked to Joel like five minutes ago, and <laughs> it was the first time. I didn't know he speaks Swedish either. So he was just like, I was starting to speak English with him, and he just started speaking Swedish. Oh, really? Yeah. So I got my fourth guy now speaking Swedish with me. Like we have Casper, Lindberg, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, Alex. Newlander. Oh yeah, of yeah, course. Like, sometimes you forget about the Swedish guy. Yeah. And so <laughs> and then yeah, so he speaks Swedish. So he told me that uh, he and his girlfriend are here now, and they they don't have a car and they have trouble to to go anywhere because there there's nowhere you can go. Uh, so yeah, but that's a different. And then uh, yeah, everything is a bit uh, more expensive here. I would say, except the gas. Really? That's cheaper, but. Overall, it's it's more expensive. The gas is cheaper? Yeah. That's the only thing I've been figuring out. There's going to be people listening to this that you're going to blow their mind saying yeah. the gas is cheaper. Because right now, everyone's complaining that the gas is too dang expensive. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. I talked about it with Finns that I don't know when we came over. I don't know what the prices were at the gas like before everything. Everything blew up yeah. right now? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Now it's like four, maybe five. 
per gal. I don't know, but it's it's a lot more it's a lot uh, more expensive now than it was before everything blew out. Yeah, in the world, but like like compared to Sweden or Europe, like it's maybe twenty five percent of like what it's what, what it, it is over there. Yeah, so it's like even though it's maybe double the price here now, it's still so much cheaper. So we just compare it to back home and it's, but I, I get that you guys like are like, oh, this is, this is expensive. Well, well, here's the thing though. You say like everything else is a little bit more expensive except for gas. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's an example of something like you go to the rent, rent. rent. Oh, rent for like an oh, apartment or something. So expensive. <laughs> I mean, like just like, I, I like the place we living at. Yeah. Like, uh, but take that price and go back home to my hometown. You get the best place. Like you, you live like a king. You live like yeah. a king for the price you're yeah. paying now. And now I, I have average or like I have a good, like I have a good home, but it's, I mean it's it's for not, the price. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing too fancy. But same with like, cars, like renting cars and stuff like that. Yeah, it's no, that's the biggest difference. Okay, I would say yeah. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one. That no. the the rent is too damn high. It's too damn high. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit like. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just like because you come from a place where it's yeah. It's, You're used to it, it being yeah, a exactly. certain way. Yeah, it's just different. Well, I guess uh, this is a, a chance now since you mentioned the rent in your hometown. This is a chance for us to ask you about your hometown. We always also like on the the European guys to give us a little bit of a verbal brochure as to uh, what's going on in their hometown. Where are you from, Philip? I'm from Timra. Uh, it's a small city, or I don't know if you can call it a city, but it got a bigger city next to it, Sundsvall. That's like right. the biggest one in, in the north part of, of Sweden. Uh, but yeah, Timra, I'm from. And it's northern Sweden? Yeah, I would say like it's above it's above the middle middle. Like if you have if, if you have Stockholm the capital, it's four hours up north. Okay. So it's but I mean you can go higher. You can go higher. Above the middle, yeah. I think that counts as north, yeah. but there's still some stuff up there. So exactly. like in, in the winter, how many uh, hours of daylight do you guys get? This is our northern Sweden test. Northern Sweden test. Oh, that's a good question. Usually, uh, last years when I played in Lulia, that mm -hmm. is way up higher. We we go to practice eight in the morning and we go. We're yeah done skating like twelve, and we don't see the sun. Like when we period. No, when we go to the rink, it's black, and then after the ice, when we're down, when we're eating lunch, the sun is going down. So it's the sun's like, going down. Yeah, exactly. So it's like in between those eight to yeah one maybe like, like eight yeah. to twelve, like on the winters. So it's like just a couple of hours. But then in Timra, maybe yeah, it's not too much. Like in the summers, it's good, but in the winters, it's 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 black. That's it's that's dark. that's the twist. In the yeah. summer, it's just like we can party yeah, all day, exactly. do whatever yeah. we want. In the Summer's, winter, yeah, whew. it's a big difference, gigantic difference. So there you go. There's a little bit about the uh, hometown of uh, Timra, Sweden. Is there any like famous uh, landmarks? Anything you guys are are famous for in Timra? Yeah, uh, I guess not too much. Uh, not too much. We have our hockey team. I mean, yes. that's that's probably the central. Like the only thing people really care about in Timra is our hockey team, and uh, that's where I grew up and started playing. Uh, started my pro career too, and yeah, they just finished. Uh, they played a playout to keep their spot in the highest top tier division. Yeah, and they, they made it for nothing. So 
that was uh, a nerve-wracking series to watch. But yeah, they have something good going on, uh, and uh, that's probably one of the only things I uh, would say. Yeah, whenever you were playing for uh, for Team Raw, you helped the team gain promotion from the Allsvenskan to the SHL, the top league, and then the next year there was the relegation it's, round, yeah, if you will. Relegation, yeah. You put up one heck of an individual performance that year. Um, Numbers-wise, I saw I already made the signal, though, that mm, yeah. had to go down. Exactly. But um, those are those are a big deal, those games. When it comes oh, yeah. to gaining yeah. promotion, relegation, it's just as intense as a championship playoff series. And you relish those kind of games. I know that's what we kind of have. We're on the doorstep here for Wilkes-Barre Scranton, yeah. but just based on the numbers, it seems like you love those uh, big game moments, big game stages, eh? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's even bigger than playoffs, just because, okay. like, especially in Sweden, uh, because it's so much on stake. Like, playing in the top division and playing one tier lower, the difference in money you get, like, it's we're talking a lot of millions, like, yeah. on stake, like playing those games, and like, if you play up in the top tier division, it's it's a really big difference. So, like, playing in the playoffs, like, sure, you lose, even if you lose in the quarterfinals or whatever, you're still going to play in the same in the same division. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, but playing those games, especially for me, playing with my home team, like, the team that are closest to my heart, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's something special. And, like, the first time going up, it was, uh, I, I didn't have the biggest role in the team, and I was a bit injured, too, but... Mm -hmm. It was amazing, and then next year, uh, unfortunately, we we went down again, and I had a bigger role and managed to produce more offensively and like contribute and in another way. So it was two different. Like I felt like I was more involved in the second one when we got sent down, yeah, than the first one. But at the same time, like that's something that you're gonna remember for now. They're up again, and I feel good about that. But it yeah. was not the way you want to end like going, going from that team. Yeah, especially because, like you said, it is your, your hometown team. And then yeah. when they went back down to the uh, Allsvenska, and that's when you shifted teams, Moved you started on, yeah. playing for, for Lulea. Um, and during all of this time, you end up being traded by yeah. the Pittsburgh Penguins to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm sure you're probably like, oh, okay, I got traded. And then year, two years later, was it a year or two years later? One year later. One year later, you get traded back from Toronto, yeah. back to Pittsburgh, exactly. the team that drafted you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's the first time was actually on the golf course as well. So, oh, no way. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of things happens on the golf course <laughs> when I got traded. Get a lot of yeah, calls. When I got traded to Toronto. Uh, so, yeah. No, that was like first being traded from Pittsburgh. Um, but I stayed in Sweden. So, right. it, it wasn't that much of a big, like... It wasn't like I came over here and played. I was just staying there. But then next year, like this summer, when I was supposed to come over, we were fixing with apartments, uh, visa for Canada, like oh, being okay, in Canada, yeah. and uh, looking at and places to live in Toronto. And and that you get the call that you're going to be traded. And uh, the only like thing he said was, it's good news you traded, traded back to, to Pittsburgh. And, uh, like, at that time, it was just very, very surreal, like, to be, like, is this happening? Like, yeah. Like, that it's going back to Pittsburgh. And, but at the same time, it almost felt, like, really, really good because I, I know all the guys here, like, from 
development camp two years and like i know all the staff and like all the uh strength coaches and equipment managers and like i know all the guys around the teams so i think like coming to pittsburgh for my first year instead of toronto was a bit easier just because you have had those two years before being on development camps getting to know all the people around it getting to know other prospects like you said all the staff and things like that almost like uh, almost like the first trade never even happened because you're no, just coming right back no, to exactly. that same group. It is yeah. like that, yeah. And for me, being a guy that sometimes takes some time for me to like get going and like being like getting into the group, kind of like slow starter. You just want to like get get set and like find my place yeah. in the group. And yeah. like you're not talking about like slow starter in terms no, of like no, playing. No. You're no. just talking about like, like acclimating ex- to a group exactly. of people. Exactly. Yeah, okay. coming into like the team and everything and getting to know all the guys. It's easier when you get to know, when you have a couple of guys you already know and like you can talk to a bit more in the start and like stuff like that. And like every time I feel good off the ice, it's easier to to perform on the ice too. There you go. And talking to some of the guys around the room, some of the guys on the staff, uh, many of them have, have complimented your uh, hockey mind. I know a lot of hockey players are hockey fans, but they say you're always keeping up on things and you have just a, a sense about you. I've had a couple of different people comment that you can tell Holy's a guy, he could probably go into coaching someday whenever he's done. And you're, what, 21 years old. I don't think you need to think about a no. post-playing career right now at this point. But uh, is that something that you ever thought? Like, are you you think you're going to be like a hockey lifer, playing, <sighs> then coaching, then managing or something like that? No, no, like, I'm, I'm so young. So, it's, But <laughs> at the same time, like, like all my friends back home chirping me for, like, being that I feel so much older than I actually am, that mm-hmm. I'm a bit – too mature to, sometimes yeah. like that i should just uh get loose and like or like that's just how i am like yeah and yeah i like talking to all you guys like all the equipment managers and all the guys staff around the team like just get to know all the guys and like just hear about what they do on a daily basis and like how their job is doing and like with the family and everything and but i don't know about coaching like it's so it's so far away right now and I promised my wife that after my career is done, she's going to do whatever she wants. Oh, okay. Uh, it's her turn. Yeah, it's her turn. So, like, maybe it's something – it's hard. Like, being a – I think being a coach is probably maybe harder than be, being a player. Like, you, you need to put down so much time. Like, yes. And effort and in it. So, uh, but I, I love hockey. So, maybe something with hockey. Uh, but as you said, it's it's so it's so 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 long. Yeah. Like until I want to hang up my skate. So haven't really given haven't really given much thought no, to it. No, no. Yeah, being a player is very physically demanding and yeah. mentally demanding too. With you know certain pressure situations and sticking with it day after day after day. But yeah, you're right. Coaching is a significant time commitment yeah, on top of exactly. that because they got to be here before the players. They're here well after the players studying tape deep into the middle of the night. Yeah. You got back-to-back games, three and three games in this league. Like, there's not a lot of sleep in no, between games. Exactly. And, I mean, I see all these guys like JD imports and, and, and CJ, how much time CJ puts down watching all the games. We, The teams we're going to meet, like, we play those guys in three days. He watched three games, like, all full games against them. And it's like it's they put so much effort down that we don't know about. We don't – we, like – 
we see some scouting reports or PK or power play and we have our meetings, but it's it's unbelievable how much time they put down for us, like to just be there as an asset for us to be better hockey players and perform out there. Well, speaking of the, the coaches, this provides us a swift transition into one of our recurring segments here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. Yep. Philip, what we always do is we have our previous episode's guest yep. leave a blind question for the next episode's guest. So they don't know who they're asking this to, but we tell them, hey, you can make this question about anything in the world. In your case, Philip, our last guest was actually a member of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins coaching staff, and this is the question that they have left for you. Philip, are you ready for me to pop the question? Yes, pop it. Here we go. Let's get popping. You get one free throw, basketball free throw. You line up from the free throw line. Yep. If you make the shot, you get $1 million right into your bank account, yep. tax-free, $1 million. If you miss the shot, you are never allowed to send another text message in your life. Do you take the shot? Can I ask some about the question or like? Yes, you can. I, I mean, am I so mean, happy you decided to. By all means, I go mean, ahead. I mean, like a text is in you know, like, I can call people. I can call people. You can still make phone calls. I can. You make can phone still calls. send emails. Okay. You cannot send a text. Oh, that's hard though. Like because basketball isn't that big in Sweden. Like I'm not the best best player at basketball. I don't know what my even though what my free throw percentage, percentage would, would even be. be. No. Wouldn't be high. I, what would, was the last time you picked up a basketball? Uh, probably middle school, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Ago. I mean, nah. Do you take the shot? I mean, that's you sink it. It's a million dollars, no questions asked. You have a million extra dollars right now. No, I don't. I don't have that in me. I. You I don't. don't you no, wouldn't take the shot. I, no, I don't think so. Jesus, I, I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look like a coward though, like for not taking <laughs> it, but. I mean, like the not, repercussions are yeah, great, though. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's a lot of money for yeah, making one shot. Yeah, for low effort, but not being able to text someone like no text. I mean, ever that's again. gonna that's gonna make it hard for for a lot of things. I, I think I'm overthinking this, but I'm not taking the shot. You're not taking <laughs> no, the shot. I'm not taking. You're the shot. not taking no. the shot. All right. Well, there's no like right or wrong answer. No, so absolutely. I, yeah, not. I can't really uh, evaluate you on that. All I can say is. Whenever the question was given to me, yeah. they were like, are you taking the shot? And my knee-jerk reaction was, absolutely, I'm taking the million dollars. And then the more I thought about it, I went, there's no way I'm taking that shot. Because, Philip, I am a terrible basketball player. Yeah, yeah. I am awful at basketball. I, I don't even know which hand I'm shooting with, like leading hand. Like You, you give me a basketball, yeah. any like bodily function, all coordination goes out the window. No, I'm the same. I'm the same. And <laughs> I think a lot of guys, I know they play some basketball in their free time and they would probably take it on our team, but oh, I wouldn't risk it. I would. There's no way I would risk it. Initially, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm putting that boy yeah. up. I'm winning a million bucks. Who cares if I can't text ever again? And then I realized there's like a, it's a lot of years less left. than 10% yeah. chance I make exactly. that shot. No yeah. warm-ups or anything. There's, there's no way I'm doing it. No, I'm not taking the I'm, shot. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't think you look like a coward. I think you seem like a smart, calculated man. Yeah, for I mean, weighing the options. I mean, like for if I'm gonna have a job in the future, it's it's a yeah, it's tough if I can't make those texts either. So mm -hmm. I'm looking uh, for looking for the pros and the cons. And right now, too many cons. Yeah, too many cons. 
Well, you hopefully have a promising hockey career ahead of you, a chance to, to put some dollars in the so. bank account <laughs> yeah. that way. I yeah. hope so. Exactly. But you are saying no to the free throw here. I'm saying no. Yep. No to the free throw. You said basketball is not that big in Sweden. So if we're taking hockey out of the equation, what's number one? Soccer? Soccer. Fo- yeah, yeah, soccer. I think soccer is bigger than hockey in general. What in else is big? Uh, floorball, I would say. I have heard this. Yeah. I have heard it's floorball is yeah. massive. I think Sweden is. I mean, our my my wife's uh, brother is playing in the top division in floorball, so I've seen them, and they they have like a professional league. Yeah, like crowds yeah. like come out. And oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they're really good. Uh, I need to check this out. Yeah, I mean the it's. I think Sweden is in the top with maybe Finland and Switzerland or something like that in in floorball. So it's. I mean it's it's. It's probably the third biggest, I would say, like sport. So we'd go soccer, hockey, floorball. Probably maybe missing something here now. I don't know how big track and field is probably pretty big too. Yeah, I don't know. Track and field is pretty big too. Okay. And then basketball is, I mean, they have a league too. It's kind of like pick and choose between all those three maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's it's soccer and and hockey. Are the top like, two yeah, definitively? Yeah, like maybe like depends on who you're asking. Uh, right. Say. Yeah. What what they're a bigger fan of? Exactly. Is the the does the rivalry in hockey between Sweden and Finland extend to soccer? Does it extend to floorball? Can they compete with you guys over there? I think floorball is a lot of a rivalry. There's a big I, yeah. Okay. I think so. Like I, I think those teams are pretty even to each other. I think Sweden often wins but like soccer is not even a question i think like ask casper and he would say it's it's close <laughs> but like just look at the last like 10 20 years it's it's not even a question it's like, not a question it's no. domination yeah i mean finland has gone to like one european what do you call it championship like yeah, like the euros yeah, yeah yeah like the euros like one two times maybe sweden are there maybe like often every year so it's like it's it's not up for discussion like in that like in soccer it's it's not even like both like for women and for for the men's soccer yeah it's it's sweden head and shoulders but floorball you're saying floorball, there's a little bit more yeah, and I, I need like i hate to say it, but in hockey like finland has been really good lately <laughs> i mean, hate to admit yeah, it but I, I hate to admit it but it i mean they they won the olympics i think and mm-hmm. and they've been doing good in in the world championships too so it's world championships i think they rank i think like, they rank ranked number one like as a really as a and like the yeah. ihf rankings yeah because casper showed me that of course like the first <laughs> first thing when they comes into yeah, the log room come in. hey yeah, philip look yeah, at this exactly i think yeah i think so uh and sweden are like six or five or something we have the uh answers here we have the internet at our disposal yes according to the latest ihf world ranking finland is number one ahead of canada and russia yeah so i mean it's kind of hard to like say something else than that they are better right now but like we're better in floorball and soccer so it's Still a two-one. Yeah. So take that. Yeah. Take that. Take that, Casper. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Casper hey, still might have a chance to get a little bit of a get one over on you here, Philip, because here on the Penguins podcast we have another segment, a game that we've played all season. I'll explain it in a second here. This is something that we call Suomi says.
Philip, at the start of the season, I got together with Casper, and I had him give me some Finnish expressions, Finnish idioms that when translated into English, they get a little bit goofy. The translation makes it sound weird whenever you put it in English words. Yep. We've been asking guys all season, I will say the translated version of the expression, and then they have to guess what it means. Yep. Okay. See, you're already you're, – you're tracking with what I'm saying right here. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to the podcast. Oh, okay. So, so we got, got a big got fan yeah, here. We, we got, got a big, big fan, fan here. He yeah. knows what's up. Yep, yep. Well, here we go then, Philip. Then I will not waste any more time. I will give you the expression that Casper gave us. Throwing an elephant. The expression is throwing an elephant. Translated to English – Throwing an elephant. What does it mean? I mean, this is kind of throwing this is kind elephant. of hard for me because it's hard this is not even yeah. my my first language. No, I mean, I'm doing two like yeah, like Finnish is an that's not even a question, and then English is my second language. I should have some kind of like hint or something. But uh, hey, I actually will give you a hint. Yeah, but I already planned on it. But I want to see where your brain's going right here. Throwing an elephant. Throwing an elephant. My first, my first thought that comes up is like to do something like that. You're like a bit, um, like careless or something. Mm -hmm. Like that you're okay. like just because an elephant are big and like a bit like lumbering. Yeah, exactly. And like you something maybe like hit a table or something or like just being being a mess. But being reckless. Yeah, exactly. You're throwing an elephant. Well, yeah. I'll give you a hint. Yep. You can still yep. keep your train yep, of thought. Yep. This is one of the expressions that Casper has given us that is hockey-related. Okay. So this does have to do with hockey, but the expression is still throwing an elephant. Okay, it's hockey-related. Okay, throwing an elephant. What do you think that could mean? I'm, I'm blanking right now. Oh, it's like you said, it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, like, it's hard to find logical solution to this like it's more of a guessing game but yes uh, everyone is set up for failure yeah exactly okay <laughs> i was i will just like i say blocking a shot blocking a shot yeah. you're throwing an elephant yeah like yeah. get your big body in front of that throwing shot an elephant. or like making a big hit okay I, i'm changing my answer you're changing your yeah. answer from from blocking a shot to, to making a big hit or like an openizer or like, like oh, a really okay. big Oh, okay. Open one. ice hit. Yeah, like you said. Boom. Yeah. Big body, yeah, collision, exactly. yeah. throwing an elephant. Yeah, that's my – Oh, I like that. Well, Philip, you're wrong. But I, li I, I like I like I like where uh, your, your thought process you were was. You're building that up that I was right though. I know. I, I liked so I happy. liked your thought process. I appreciate your thought process, which is really where what the game is all about yeah. to me. I like to see how the gears start turning and where guys uh, get to the decision that they finally get whenever they want to lock it in. No, throwing an elephant is just when you flip the puck up into the air. Those space plays. You're in the defensive zone, uh, and you just want to get rid of it. You just throw it, throw it up into the air. Makes, throwing an elephant makes no sense though. No, it doesn't. I mean, it's totally opposite, like of an elephant. An like elephant would never be able to reach those kind no. of heights. But that's yeah. I mean, it would be fun though. Like if I got it, like I would be up three and one on Casper, and I could just smash it in his face that I that I knew something. That you about knew it. the yeah. the expression. We exactly. can just tell him you did. I mean, he said. I don't think he's going to go to the tape. He said he's going to listen to it. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, he said it. <laughs> So I was prepared to back you up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we could have, I don't know which day this is coming out, but like 
when it's coming out, we could have just said that. I mean, that I got it, and he will not be listening to it. But I don't know. He said he's going to listen. So I guess we're 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Well, we'll – I'm sure you guys will come up with something else before yeah. the season's over, and oh, you yeah. can get your chance to get the. We need a winner. Get back on top. Need a we need a decisive winner. Yeah. We can't end the season in a tie. Nobody wants that. Not gonna happen. Not a single person wants that. Um, I'll tell you one thing that I'm sure you want, Philip, and that is for me to release you from this episode of the Penguins Podcast. I've taken up uh, plenty of your time here, but before we conclude this episode of the Penguins Podcast, you're a listener. You're already nodding. You know where we have to go here. Philip, we will conclude today's episode with another round of Penn's Picks. Penn's Picks. Philip is at this time in every episode of the Penguins Podcast where I like to ask my guest for a recommendation that they can give the fans. It can be anything on this big blue marble, anything that you've been super into lately, anything that's caught your attention, anything that you've always been a big fan of, and maybe you don't think it's the respect that it deserves, the attention that it deserves. What is your pen's pick? Pen's pick. <laughs> I know when I listened to the podcast when we had a long road trip, I had a good answer to this, but uh, it slipped my mind right now. But... Uh, I would say for all our American listeners, everybody, of course, but <laughs> uh, to watch, uh, we call it Sulcidon, the sunny side. Uh, like, okay. if you translate it from Swedish to, to English, I don't know if you're going to be able to find it anywhere. What is it, like a TV show? Yeah, it's like a TV show, yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's yeah, see. Look it up. Are we on I, Amazon? I, are we on Hulu? Where are we here? Let's see if we can find it. Oh, there you go. There we go. Yeah. But that's that's a really like give I us mean, the elevator pitch. Yeah, What's it about? That's the, it's been like eight, maybe eight, nine. What do you call? Not not episodes. Like seasons. Seasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's I mean that's probably one of the if not the biggest Swedish like it's it's a funny show and uh, everybody just loves it and I think probably everyone has seen it sometime uh, and uh, I. I know uh, that Finland tried to do kind of a cope catted. Oh, yeah, but didn't work out. No, oh. they got canceled. It wasn't as good. No, they they went through with it, but it didn't get that many views at, as the oh. as the original. So that's, do you think that's because Finns aren't as funny, or they're not as smart to understand it? I think I think you should never try to like redo the copy the original. Yeah. No, it's it's not gonna happen. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to to do it better. Lord knows, American television has tried to copy at least five hundred yeah. Swedish TV shows at this yeah. point. I mean, it's the classics are. That's why they're classics. That's why I'm, they're classics. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so hard, and I don't know. That's probably it. According to the Google machine, uh, Solcidan, the sunny side, is not available for streaming anywhere in the United States. Uh, that's a bummer. So is maybe if you have a VPN or something out there and you can uh, change your yeah. location, you might be able to find it. Um, otherwise, I guess just keep a lookout. Maybe they'll <laughs> add it on Netflix or something in a couple months or something like that. Solcidan. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be very nice. Yeah. That's your pen's pick? That's my pen's pick. Uh, I have a couple of books, too. Oh, that, go for it. That is good. Uh, I just read the Nick Lidstrom um, self-documentary, like, just about him. It was really good. Um, and then uh, the the four-play guys on Barstool Sports. Okay. Uh, the podcaster is really good, too. 
There you go. There's an extra. There you have like one TV show, one book, and one podcast. One, you got the whole the exactly. trifecta, yeah, exactly. content right. trifecta there. For everybody, should have some kind of thing they can do there. Yeah. Nicholas Lidstrom, of course, Swedish hockey legend. Oh yeah. Is he one of yep. your favorites growing up? Uh, not really. Peter Forsberg. <laughs> not really. But Peter Forsberg was the guy. Yeah, Peter Forsberg was the guy. Even though he played for, he's from. He's actually from where all my like my dad and my my mom, uh, like my grandpas, like everything, like they're from the rival city from Timra, like oh. the biggest rival, like because my everyone grew up there. Then my father played hockey, and they he ended his career in Timra. Okay. So and then they got my sister and my brother first. So we just ended up in Timra instead. But Peter Forsberg is from. Uh, he played in Mudo. Okay, yeah. So that's why uh, I kind of like, I don't want to say too much that I had him as an idol, like mm -hmm. growing up just because he played there. But it, yeah, he was a great player to watch. Like just like how skilled and physical he was. It's kind of hard to to get a player to be like that nowadays. We were killing some time the other day, me and CJ Delamonte, our yeah. video coach, and we decided to do a draft, a draft just yeah. between the two of us. Pick any player in history. You get them in your prime. You get two forward lines, uh, two D pairs, and a goalie. Yeah. And we picked through. I took Peter Forsberg. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I'm, you get you get him when he was at his best. Yeah, I mean, when he wasn't like yeah, banged yeah. up and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. He had a lot of injuries, but I think he has one of the best uh, point per games. Uh, he does. Yeah, like one point something. Like, but he's he's really good and. Uh, one fourth Penn's pick is to watch his highlight package on YouTube. Like watch the Peter Forsberg Peter highlight Forsberg, package. Yeah, I mean it's goosebumps every time. <laughs> like with, when that song goes on, I sometimes I'm just listening to that song on song. What song? It's called Crimson Tide and Deep Blue Sea. I think it's like they they are not singing. Like they just like it's just a band like yeah, yeah. playing. But that's the that's the music in the background of the highlight like package, and it just goosebumps. Sometimes I play that before the game. Like, like I can. I've seen that video on YouTube for like maybe, I'm not kidding, like ten thousand times. So it's like I know like every sound, but what's happening in the in, <laughs> in the, the video? Yeah, yeah, even though I'm not watching it. Yeah, I, if I, someone else could be playing it, yeah. you're like, oh, this is when he goes bar exactly. down here. Here's yeah, when yeah. he does the exactly. Forsberg. And it's like I, I think it's like twelve minutes, and I know every sequence of it. So beat it's by just, beat, frame yeah, by frame. Exactly. So it's just yeah, that's amazing. If you have a move named after you, you are probably pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. I mean the the Forsberg. It's yeah. No, it's it was a great player. To visualize for those of you listening, because I often forget that this is an audio medium. The Forsberg when they come in on the breakaway and they just move to one side and then with one hand on their stick, exactly. drop it off the other way. They put it on a stamp exactly. in Sweden. Yeah. Iconic. The ninety four, right? Ninety. Nin I think ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. We'll say ninety four. Olympics. Yeah. Lillehammer. Yes. In Norway. Yeah, against Canada, I guess. Yep, hockey final, 94. Will Hammer? That's, a, that's an iconic goal it's it's in Sweden hockey history. History. One right of the there. biggest one, yeah. If not the biggest one for it, a goal. Yeah, I mean, it can be probably that. Uh, and then Nick Lidstrom's in, the, in Italy in the Olympics, mm. 06. That's pretty big, too. Slapper. Uh, just inside the blue line, uh, bar down. So as part of your Penn's picks, you've got Forsberg, 
I got a lot of Penn uh, the For- Forsberg highlight package, yeah. Lidstrom book. Lidstrom book, uh, four-play podcast, uh, the sunny side, Sulcidan, TV show. <laughs> it's hard to find, but get a if VP, you track it down, VPN yeah. and get Seymour. Uh, That's a Swedish place that got it. So, like, okay. doing, yeah. So, a lot of stuff here. They can't complain that I... I had no pants picks. I, I said, too, this is our last episode exactly. of the season, too. So this will get you through the off season too. Yeah. Plenty of stuff from uh, – plenty of band. recommendations from Philip exactly. Hollander. I will also slide in with one final pens pick here, Philip. Um, you want to talk about getting goosebumps. Yep. You want to talk about knowing something beat by beat, frame by frame. My pens pick is Nicolas Cage, the greatest actor of this or any generation. We have the Super Bowl of Nicolas Cage movies coming out later this month. The unbearable weight of massive talent where Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage in a movie about some guy who's obsessed with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> really? This, oh, this is the Super Bowl of Nicolas Cage movies. I can't wait for it. I've spent far too much of my life watching Nicolas Cage movies, but it's all been worth it. That's really interesting. To have an – is it a TV show or a movie? Oh, no, it's, it's a, a movie. movie. It's, it's going to be shown in theaters. It's a movie about himself playing Nicolas himself? Cage plays himself. Yeah. And the plot of the movie is he gets hired by some guy like who wants to see Nicolas Cage do all of his Nicolas Cage things and then hijinks and I mean, if you like Nicolas Cage, that's a good And why movie. wouldn't you? Exactly. That's yeah. why he's I my mean, Penn's pick. So if you're not going to watch The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent or you want a pregame for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, go through the classics, everybody. Watch your Con Air. Watch your Face Off. Watch your National Treasure. Watch your Vampire's Kiss. Watch your Deadfall. Watch The Rock. Watch Lord of War. Watch Mandy. Watch Color Out of Space. Watch Drive Angry, and many, many, many more. Sounds good, Nick. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's I, a lot. I of think st- we're good now. I think we're covered, yeah. and so that will conclude our final episode of the season here, the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast. Uh, I must thank Philip Hollander for being my guest here on this final episode. You. Did wonderfully, my friend. I really appreciate you taking the time. This is fantastic. Thanks, Nick. It was really awesome to be here. And for the rest of you, thank you so much for tuning in. One last time this season, we're going to give a shout-out to Gang of Youths, the fantastic band who provided our theme song for this season's episode of the Penguins Podcast. Their new album, Angel in Real Time, is already out. You can stream that anywhere. You can buy that anywhere, your local record store, what have you. Support local music, too. That'll do it for us here on the Penguins Podcast. Another fantastic season. Hopefully you're tuned in to the rest of the Penguins games. You can hear them all on WIOK News Radio. Five regular season games remaining. And I'm sure you'll hear from us in the Calder Cup playoffs too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one.